welcome. It is seven minutes after 11 o'clock. I want to check something here. Yes. Brian, you know that real, real old attorney that we have on the program on Saturday mornings? Uh, Dale the, Roberts? Yeah, the real old one. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah, he's, believe it or not, he's just celebrated another birthday. Another one? Oh, man. Wow. Holy you Toledo. You can't even uh, get the candles on the cake. Oh, not without setting off the fire alarm. <laughs> Woo! Uh, all right, listen, uh, we got to move on. We got we we do have some uh, serious talks uh, and uh, topics, and uh, we are going to start off with Como Buzz One Z, Mike Murphy, two local chapters of the Democratic Socialists of America, preparing an ordinance for the city council that would declare Columbia a sanctuary city. The implication here, Mike, is that, uh, you know, there's there's a problem if you're gay in Colombia and, and we're going to protect you, make you a, a sanctuary home. What what what's going on here? So uh, the state of Missouri is since some well uh, way beyond, but specifically since the passage of uh, laws in uh, late August that banned gender-affirming care for minors and some uh, adults, it uh, intensified the feeling that Missouri is an unfriendly uh, place to live for the LGBTQ community. So Kansas City led the way, and they became a sanctuary city, uh, creating an environment, in their words, that creates a welcoming, inclusive, and safe place for everyone, including our transgender and LGBTQ community. Now, the movement is afoot, and it's way more than afoot. It's pretty interesting. Um, these Democrat Socialists of America groups have ordinance written. They're saying that they have contacts and are being encouraged from within the Columbia City Council. And they're going to show up on uh, uh, Monday night next and state their case. And then the following meeting, uh, they plan on having this uh, ordinance that they've created uh, 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 presented, which that assumes a lot. That's going to take a uh, uh, that's going to take the council to go along with it. And then in council procedure would be the meeting after that it would be a public hearing and they could vote on it and implement it. So that's what this group is trying to make happen. Well, what exactly will happen? Under what circumstances <laughs> are they endangered uh, so that this law would kick in? Well, they're not endangered. This what this is is a uh, this is an opportunity for the city council mostly to signal their virtue by um, telling the world that they welcome these people here with open arms when they don't feel welcome other places in Missouri. So this is a solution to uh, in search of a problem. I'd say that's a fair analysis for sure. <laughs> that's so, kind of the uh that's kind of the if you're going to be critical on columbia you know i wrote a piece a while back that Col the, the city council in columbia they're struggling like crazy to run the business of the city of columbia but they don't hardly ever miss an opportunity to uh signal their virtue and i, I think really at the end of the day I, I think this is important to the to the lgbtq community but it doesn't really uh make anything happen other than Columbia gets to signal that this is where they're coming from. But if, for instance, um, some doctor decides he's going to uh, remove male genitalia from some boy who might think he's a girl, would that be against the law in the state of Missouri? Yeah, but here's what the ordinance does. 
is it uh, uh, it says you you can't they can't override the law. What it says basically is they won't support it and they won't enforce it. And if they're uh, and they will make any enforcement, their words in the ordinance is the, of the lowest priority. So the uh, plan, the the method here is you can't they can't ignore the law. Wrong words. They're going to ignore the law. They can't make the law any different. They just are, are saying they don't have to enforce it or they won't enforce it with their own people. And uh, if 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 it and they're going to instruct their people, that would be the police or whoever else would be an enforcement personnel that it should have the lowest uh, possible priority. So uh, I was busy writing a jaywalking ticket and I couldn't. Uh, Correct. I see. That's how they that's. You you can see the method to the madness there. Yes. That's how it works. Yeah, and and it's definitely mad madness. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got a piece at Como Buzz about real estate sales. Real estate sales they were on fire for two or three years, and now they seem to be uh, uh, cratering, which isn't as alarming as uh, I think the real estate community would tell you. It's kind of a natural cliff that's hit, but. Uh, in September, it was a very bad month. It's down 8% from prior year, which was down 17% from the year prior to that. So the number of sales has gone down fairly dramatically. However, prices, which were uh, had been skyrocketing for the last almost two years, are not going down. They've leveled out, but they're still increasing. Where where uh, sales are down, uh, you know, in the 8 to 10% range, prices are actually up 3% in the county and 5% in uh, Columbia. You realize what anybody who's studied economics looking at these numbers uh, they're they're literally they're they're tearing their hair out. When demand drops, prices fall. And what we're witnessing here is demand falling and prices not really dropping. Continuing to rise a little bit, yeah. Um uh, it, that might uh, the, the peculiarity here might be because that odd combination of high interest rates and not a lot of inventory kind of locking everything up. You know, if I've got a if I've got a loan at uh, one or two percent, I don't want to sell my house and buy something and pay eight. Especially if you're paying a premium for it, also. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So uh, I'm going to hang on to the house. That means there's less inventory, so the prices hold up. But there are fewer people who can buy them. Oh my God! What a what an economic lesson this would be. I would love to be teaching a class at the university on this. Uh, single family home sales in Boone County for September down eight percent to 164 units. Who? Uh, what are the realtors saying? I think they think realtors are uh, pretty used to the ebb and flow. They've had a couple of outstanding years. I don't think they think it's necessarily a bad market. And, if, and historically, actually what it's doing, I think, is reapproaching historic trends more so than, than anything. But after the uh, on fire where homes spent no days on the market, people were making uh, offers above asking for the last two years is sort of a return to normal. I don't think it's alarm in the real estate market. I think it's just a, uh, a natural uh, correction, really. Well, I, I was fortunate enough to be in on the uh, sell it and, and literally, and I had great realtors. Uh, they're just uh, absolutely terrific. Uh, Meyer works and, and uh, 
they listed the house and in a couple of days it sold for more than what we were asking. Uh, but now it looks like uh, things are kind of flattening out. Uh, Caleb Rowden throwing his hat in the ring for Secretary of State. I like Caleb Rowden, but politically I don't, I don't quite align with him. Yeah, no surprise uh, to, to anybody. Um, you know, I think he's got a plan. I think he's a very young man still. He's only 40, 41 maybe. Uh, I think he's, he's all tapped out in the legislature. Uh, S- Secretary of State's a perfect holding pattern uh, till uh, four or eight years go by, and that governor's office is going to open up again. What, um, what have you heard on the police chief chase? Nothing. Uh, they just sent the candidates home. There's been a, you know, a lot of chatter about the candidates. Uh, I think that the work is done, and now we will wait uh, any day. He's saying he's indicating more like mid-November. I think it will be sooner than that. Uh, we'll hear this, the uh, city manager's choice. I, don't, I can't make odds. It's, it, uh, to me, it's, it's uh, no way of predicting. I could talk about it all day long about you know, the pros and the cons and what he might be thinking or might not be thinking and how this would work or how that would work. But I don't think I, I've not really talked to anybody who has any particular insight on this. I think we're going to wait and see what. And the city manager certainly has not shared any insight through this process. So we'll find out here when he makes his choice where he's coming from. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to uh, try and influence this, but uh, Jill Schluty, I I really don't want to, you know, make anybody think I'm trying to you know push one candidate, Jill Schluty. On uh, anybody uh, at, at the city manager's office, Jill Schluty. I think after this process, I'm giving her more of a chance now than I did going in. She performed well. She uh, she's held up uh, uh, very well under the uh, the process. None of the other candidates ran away with it. Uh, I think some of the influential people or groups who would like to see somebody from the outside weren't as involved in the interviews as I thought they might have been. And uh, to me, that all indicates that her position might be stronger than I might have thought it was coming in. And look at the money you save. You don't have to pay any relocation costs. She doesn't have to worry about getting reestablished. She doesn't have to buy a house. She's right here. Well, I think it's it's uh, uh, easier to assume also that if, if uh, she does a good job, she'll continue to be here two years out, three years out, four years, five years out. And I don't know if you could really say that with the other candidates. Yeah, she's attached to the community. Mike Murphy, Como Buzz with one Z, ComoBuzz.com. Mike, thank you for being on with us. Thank you, Gary. All right, buddy. Take care. Glad to have you on. Uh, all right, so we've got uh, several other stories. I, I'm going to tell you about a Republican uh, who got in trouble for uh, carrying a firearm, but that's not the real heart of the story. And this really does affect you if you fly. That's next on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It's 1121. Um, did you look up the screen there, Brian? Look at look at this at Fox News. Um, Biden says uh, he will respond if Iran hits our troops. Really? What's he going to do? <laughs> really? Why well, really? Uh, what's he going to do? Is he going to go bombing Iran? Is he going to start a war in Iran with the United States? I don't think so. See, you know, we watch this happen with with uh, the Obamunist. Well, if they use chemical weapons in Syria, that'll be the line in the sand. A red line for us would yeah. be X. Yeah. And then and when they cross it, it's like, well, I never said, you know, that red line. So, <laughs> and we can't, if you're thinking of doing this, don't. What the hell does that mean? Nothing. I think there were, didn't I see a uh, Chiron saying that uh, 20 of our service members were 
uh, injured in attacks by Ira- Iran proxies. Yeah, but that doesn't make a difference. He's not doing anything. I understand, anything. but I didn't even know that that occurred until today. Not like, only, oh. uh, and also some contractors. The problem here is that we're there. Yeah. You know, if we had... Anytime there's a war, we leave behind troops. Do we have some still in Afghanistan, or are they all gone? I think they're all gone. But we, you know... We, we have this mentality that the world will collapse if we're not, oh, the, the world, the vacuum, uh, you know, it, it, somebody will come in and fill it and we, we can't do that. We've got to be the world's police department. Uh, so we have all of our people in harm's way. And when, when uh, somebody hurts them, you've got to respond. Now, it's tricky when they're in, uh, you know, Syria... Or in in Iraq, and there is an attack uh, from Iran. What do you do? Do you, do you go after the Middle East's largest well-funded military at the same time when Israel? I mean, they know this. They know that with what's going on in Israel, uh, there is a problem. Uh, you, you, they don't want to start a world war, and they know they can do this and do it with impunity. And every time he says he's going to respond and he doesn't, he encourages them more. You know, if you steal my lunch and I tell you the next time you touch my lunch, <laughs> I'm going to knock your block off. And the next day you take my sandwich and I don't do anything. Well, you're going to just you're going to quit packing a lunch of your own. You just come to work and take mine. Well, that's what's going on here. Stop making idle threats that you're not going to follow through on. All you're doing is endangering all the remaining troops. Get them get them out of there. Just get them the hell out of there. This has been a cauldron of hate for the last hundreds of, for a thousand years. Let them have it. Let them have it. Don't let one another brave young man or woman die over there for your own, you know, world uh, peace dreams because you're not going to achieve it. Not to mention we're going broke on top of all that. Oh, no, we have to. We have to. We have to. We, we have to fund Ukraine. We shouldn't fund Ukraine. Europe should fund Ukraine. We shouldn't fund NATO. NATO doesn't have a raison d'etre. It does not have a reason to exist. It was to fight the Soviet Union. If the if if NATO had dissolved when the Soviet Union collapsed, we wouldn't be seeing this uh, tumult between Ukraine and the United States, or the Ukraine and Russia. It wouldn't be happening. But it is because we kept funding NATO. So what do we have? We've got NATO that, that is exacerbating this problem 
between Russia and Ukraine. We got the United Nations that, frankly, I don't think they could find their back pocket with both hands. We've got uh, this con- conflict in the Middle East, and we're in the middle of it every time. We're in the middle of it every time. I'm starting to think we're the problem. And now we're making threats to Iran? You know, the only possible reason, if it weren't for, for, for Biden's low standing in the polls, I would guarantee that we're not going to go uh, retaliate against Iran. But I literally think that he might do it just because his poll numbers are bad. Pure speculation on my part. But that would be the only thing that would motivate him to do it. Because America hates to dump a president in the middle of a war. We have let ourselves get so far astray in this country. It's terrifying. And it's... It gets more entangled, it gets more complicated, and it's virtually impossible to get out from under. But I'm telling you right now, bring home our servicemen and women, get us the hell out of there, and let them bomb the snot out of each other. It's not our job. And as far as Ukraine is concerned, I didn't get up at 5 o'clock, 4.30 every morning this week so I could send my money to Ukraine. It's not utopia. It was never utopia. It's slightly marginally better than Russia, but that's it. Uh, All right, let me get Evelyn in here because I'm running out of time. Evelyn, welcome. Good morning, Gary. I know you're frustrated, but you just do not think like a criminal. I don't. You don't think like a criminal. You're thinking logically. You're thinking economically. You know, with economics and reason, you're not thinking like a criminal. And I don't care what I have to do, what I have to say, what I have to deny. I'm going to take your money, and I'm going to spend it. I'm going to send it over here, and they're going to give me money back. And we're just going to play with your money because I can, because I write the laws. And they don't apply to me or my family. Okay? Are you a Biden? That's, it's a different way of thinking, Gary, and you really need to get smart. <laughs> you got to get smart, Gary. You are thinking logically. They don't care whose lives they take. It's less mouths they have to feed. They don't care. They don't care. What are the odds I would get Evelyn Biden on the program? No, you make you make valid sense, uh, Evelyn. Thank you so much for the call. I got to run. Thank you. Take care. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. I'm up against the clock. We'll we'll take some phone calls and also uh, why this Republican got in trouble uh, with the uh, actually he was outside the country when he got in trouble. But it it really if you fly. This is of interest to you. That's coming up on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show.
It's 11.35, and, you know, I keep telling you, it doesn't matter. It really, it doesn't matter if it's the Democrats or the Republicans. We are headed in the same direction, and it isn't sustainable. It just isn't. Brian, can you play that audio from the, from the uh, now new Speaker of the House? I can. Extraordinary right. crisis right now. And the world needs us to be strong. They need us to remember our creed and our admonition. Turmoil and violence have rocked the Middle East and Eastern Europe. We all know it. And tensions continue to build in the Indo-Pacific. The country demands strong leadership of this body. And we must not waver. Our, our, our nation's greatest ally in the Middle East is under attack. The first bill that I'm going to bring to this floor in just a little while will be in support of our dear, dear friend Israel. And we're overdue in getting that done. But the guy hasn't been in office for 15 minutes. <laughs> and he's ready to throw our money out. We're going to show not only Israel, but the entire world, that the barbarism of Hamas that we have all seen play out on our television screens is wretched and wrong. And we are going to stand for the good in that conflict. He had men in office 10 minutes. He's, he's already <laughs> given away your I money. I saw that yesterday. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Israel doesn't need any money. They're fine. What Israel needs is for us to leave them alone. But they also need to understand that, you know, uh, they've got to invest in their own defense. I can't afford to pay for their defense. I, you know, I, I make a decent salary, but it ain't enough for that. Mike, good morning. Hi, Gary. Hey, I think... Uh when you're talking about the Russia and what went on, I think the American people need to understand that uh, Russia made an agreement, if not a treaty, with the United States that they would give up Crimea, Georgia, and Ukraine as long as the United States did not aggress, make NATO come closer to their borders. And it was the United States that broke that agreement and now russia is defending going back they got georgia already they got crimea they're now going to get ukraine it's no different than if uh, russia came and went to northern mexico and put up shop there right on our border we well, would we saw, do the same thing mike we saw this happen with cuba in the 1960s when Russia, and actually that was a response to our putting missiles in Europe, but Russia put missiles in Cuba. And yes. we were none too happy with having those nuclear weapons at our back door. We could understand yeah. that, but we don't understand that. That's well, I, I don't think the American people understand that it's the United States that caused this with Russia. It's not Russia advancing into Ukraine. Ukraine used to be Russia when it was USSR. It's the United States that broke the agreement, or uh, even a treaty, some would say. Well, NATO Plus, NATO shouldn't have even existed. Once the Soviet exactly. Union collapsed, NATO should have disappeared. Mike, thank you and, for, the, for the call and the insight. Okay, You're hey, I have one more comment on it. I, I don't have time. I, I got another story that I got to get to, Mike, but thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, if you fly and you think you're safe 
because the government has this huge agency making sure that the plane is safe and that you're 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 going to get from point A to point B. You got another thing coming because it is kabuki theater. There is a, a state senator in Washington State. His name is Jeff Wilson. And um, he he went through security at the airport in, uh, I think, uh, Portland. Or, no, not uh, in Olympia. He went through the airport. They screened his luggage and everything. And and then he, uh, he got on a plane, and he's flying out of the country. So somewhere in the middle of this flight, he decides to get a stick of gum out of his briefcase. What does he find? but that he left his revolver in the briefcase. Traveling with his wife, headed to Southeast Asia, went through security, you know, all that pat you down, grab your crotch, stand here and, and let us x-ray you, and all of that stupid security, and put your luggage on, you know, your carry-ons on that uh, uh, device that... They x-ray everything. He went through it all, got on the plane, and in mid-flight, discovered that he had a pistol in his briefcase. So he's, he's in trouble. When he landed, he pointed, you know, he turned himself in. He said, oh, look at this, I got this. But the point is that all of that security... The x-rays and the grabbing of the crotch and all of the padding down and all that Bravo Sierra. And they missed a revolver in a briefcase? Stevie Wonder could find it. It's a revolver. It's... How is that possible? I mean, that goes through... An X-ray machine. When you put it on the yeah. conveyor belt, yes, and you're looking at everything. I mean, I can't even. Well, somebody looking the other way. They're not. And, you're supposed and, to be safe because these oh, screeners I, I are there. I get that too. You know, TSA is there to make sure it is it's safe. The pat down thing. That's just completely ridiculous. It's all for show. He discovered the weapon mid-flight. Just reach for. A, Stick a gum on. Oh my God! I forgot my gun, and it passed <laughs> Wait through security. A he put it in the briefcase. Did he know he was flying with a gun? How could you forget that? Well, he may have forgotten, but uh, they didn't know at TSA. Unbelievable. And you, you know, I've seen these other stories where they they run things through uh, to test them uh, with wires coming out of things, and 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 they miss them. But if you carry a bottle of aftershave that's just a little too big, that they'll spot. The last time I flew, <laughs> I swear to God, the last time I flew, they pulled my luggage to the side, and some guy puts on a pair of gloves and opens up my carry-on, and he takes out my tube of toothpaste like he's never seen one before <laughs> and holds it between his thumb and his index finger as though it's... You know, a steaming pile of something. And it he could holds be tannerite, it, you know? And he holds it up to the light. <laughs> like he's going to see through it. And then he puts it back in the luggage, closes it up, and sends me along, you know, sends me on my way. 
I'm surprised he didn't brush his teeth. <laughs> okay, you're good now. <laughs> you're good now. <laughs> a tube of toothpaste. They caught a tube of toothpaste, but they missed a revolver. Oh, oh God, it's Kabuki Theater. 874-9390. The toll-free number is 800-529-5572. Uh, let me tell you what's coming up, because right behind me is Glenn Beck, then Sean Hannity, uh, and then uh, Randy Tobler is going to be with us. So um, it's like all the great talkers. And tomorrow morning, I am so sad to say this, tomorrow morning will be the last time... You know, maybe not. Maybe Brandon will come in and, and guest host on occasion. Brandon Rathard is uh, going to work for the state of Missouri. Uh, he's going to the uh, attorney general's office. And uh, tomorrow morning is his last show. So call him up and talk him out of it. Just, you know, Gary Nolan said, you should not, uh, you should not give up the slot. You should continue doing what you're doing. But it'll be your last chance to listen to, I think... Uh, a, a really terrific morning show. All right, we're up against the clock. Quick break. We'll be back. Gary Nolan, Zimmer, Radio Network. 49 minutes after the hour. Glad to have you with us. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, glad to have you with us. I, I got a message from George. He said, my son just flew out of Wichita on Monday uh, to Dallas-Fort Worth. I was talking about this Republican uh, senator uh, who uh, flew uh, halfway around the world with a pistol in his briefcase on the airplane because TSA missed it. He says that his son uh, flew out of Wichita to Dallas. When he got to his hotel room, he found that he had a serrated steak knife in his carry-on and made it through TSA with no issue. <laughs> Why would he have a steak knife in his luggage? I mean, can you imagine getting caught with that? You get caught with a gun, you, you might be able to argue, eh, it was in my briefcase, I forgot I left it in there. I didn't check it before I left. But why would you have a steak knife in your luggage? People are going uh, to... Uh, he is so lucky he didn't get caught, because I don't know how you would explain that. <laughs> that's, that's, it's not like you carry steak knives in your luggage all the time. Well, I was at a buffet, or I, you know, I thought I might get invited to a steak dinner. I thought I might stop at CeCe's, and I, well, they've got their own steak knives. Anyway, uh, that's an amusing story, George. I'm, I'm certainly glad that he did not get caught, because uh, they would have fried him on that one. Uh, 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. I did, Brian, hear back from sales. About that uh, carry-out barbecue pork steak dinner. Right. Uh, and they said it has to go through them. Oh. Okay. So if, if somebody wants to find out about this uh, this uh, barbecue But that's pork on Saturday dinner. at the Knights of Columbus. Yeah. That's uh, four o'clock really... in the afternoon. Yeah. I might go because it's a great deal. Yeah, that's true. Because uh, it's only like 15 bucks. 15 bucks. You get uh, barbecued pork steak, uh, coleslaw, you get baked beans... Uh, Texas toast, uh, and a dessert. Uh, you just have to uh, pick it up at Sacred Heart Education Building over at uh, 105 Wall Street in uh, Columbia. And all the proceeds go to the uh, rebuilding of the activity building um, at, at Sacred Heart Church. So, I mean, it's a good cause. I would support it. 
It would have been had they, you know, took out an ad schedule. But since they didn't, nobody's going to know about it. Yeah, that's a so. shame. Oh, well. But better luck next time trying to sneak your stuff through because it's not going to happen here. Uh-uh. Yeah. You just have to go to the uh, Sacred Heart uh, Education Building on Wall Street and, and uh, 15 bucks you can't 15 bucks you can't get a dinner at McDonald's for that. Such a great deal. I wish they'd let us know in advance. Would have been just so much better. Um there's uh, let me uh, let me do this. How much time I got? A, I got five minutes, right? Yep. You're not gonna you're not gonna throw me off the air, no. are you? Well, no. I might, but we'll see. Apparently, um, Biden is running an ad blitz. The story is in the uh, Wall Street Journal. It started in April. The polls have him moving in one direction, down. Carl Rove writes this. He says the presidential election may be more than a year away, but Democrats are spending historically early and lavishly to sway Americans in the battleground states of Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. Well, there's a reason for this, and that is because uh, this inflation problem won't go away and he won't stop it. He's going to take a lap. Uh, he is going to come out and tell you, look, this, uh, this uh, third quarter, we, we spent like crazy, and uh, the GDP is up, and the economy is hot. And I know a lot of you think, you know, this, this, there's something wrong here. This, this can't, possibly, uh, can't possibly be. Well, it can't. It can't. This is, I believe... Like the the quiet before the storm. Credit card debt is at a record. Defaults on car loans are escalating at a record rate. Real estate uh, sales are slowing down, not just in Colombia, but all over the country. All of these signs are pointing to a slowdown. And I, I think it might have been avoided if they just hadn't spent so much. But he continues to pour on the gas. He continues to spend. And don't think, it, you know, just because it's not a check that got mailed to you, that uh, his, you know, that uh, the spending isn't inflationary. It is. Every time he sends out a dollar, no matter what, a salary or... Uh, to buy a, a, a tank of gas, whatever it is, uh, on the government's credit card. Every time he does that, every dime he spends hiring new people, creating new departments, it is inflationary. And it's happening at a record record rate. And of course, because now we're cranking up the interest rates, more of the money that you send to the Treasury is actually going to paying the interest on the debt. So, uh, it's it, it's just an endless circle. Hey, Gary, I am not surprised, writes Jay, that uh, TSA missed a gun in a briefcase. You should get someone who works in quality control and talk to them on the show about human inspection. As a retired engineer, I was told one of the quality control tests 
was to run a line of what? White? White ping pong balls past an inspector. Amazing, the inspector missed the red ping pong ball that was inserted in the line as a defective ball. Human inspection will fail. You really need to rotate the viewing inspectors frequently. Reason for the failure, apparently, mental fatigue. But, you know, that, that tube of toothpaste that I had, <laughs> they, they got that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Did they throw it out? No, they put it back in the luggage. Wow. But if you could have seen them take it out of the luggage. Oh, I've seen it. I went through it. Uh, it not with toothpaste, but shampoo. How dare you bring 12 ounces of shampoo? Can't you read the sign? Did oh. they take your shampoo? Yes. Oh, they left my toothpaste. No, they took mine and threw it away. I was like, are you kidding me? Okay. Oh. And they set me in a corner for 45 minutes over it. I'm over not making it up. Bottle of shampoo. Yes. Do you just open it up and smell it and know that it was... Well, first, and I don't have a whole lot of time to explain, but I arrive at the airport, have all this equipment, preparing to go to a Mizzou game. It's technical, you know, electronics and stuff. So I knew I was going to be screened extra because when you have that kind of stuff, you you expect it. So they say, okay, uh, sit over here, be with you in a minute. And the wait became longer and longer, and it's like, wait, the, the plane's going to leave here in about five minutes. What's going on? So I walked up to the um, desk, and I said, hey, what's going on? We'll be with you in a minute, sir. It was kind of a stern uh, <laughs> chat. Finally, they called me back up, and they said, we have a little problem, sir. And I said, okay. And that is? And he reached down and put the shampoo bottle on the counter, and he said this. And I said, w what? He said, it's 12 ounces. Eureka. We got gotcha. you. See the sign? And I was like, well, throw it away. <laughs> he saved the world. <laughs> I that couldn't plane, believe it. You might have shampooed the pilot to death. Yes. And, and, and then where would we be? Unbelievable. All right. Uh, stay tuned for Glenn Beck. He's got a lot of uh, great information that he wants to share. And he'll be up in just a few minutes. Sean Hannity follows. Uh, and then, uh, of course, our own Randy Tobler. And Randy is going to have on, um, well, Tony Lupo. Will Tony be on Lupo today, yeah. yes. All right, we got to run whatever it is in life that you want. Go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.